0: Imagine fathering 97 biological children in six countries. Now, that may seem impossible, but it has happened. Josiah
1: on Contiki? No, oh, well. Josiah oh, hopefully
0: that. behaves himself on Kentucky tours. <laughs> um, but this is amazing. And imagine not knowing that you had done that. Uh, we're now crossing to the States. Uh, we have Dona Dylan joining us. Hi, Dylan.
1: Hi, y'all. Thanks so much for having me.
0: Now, Dylan, we have to explain. Obviously, that was a headline <laughs> I gave. We must break this down. Um, you, when you were 20, uh, became a sperm donor and you, you made, is it roughly 400 donations between the age <laughs> of 20 and 25. Um, you were told that there was a limit of 40 families that, that your donations would be distributed to. So what happened? 97 kids.
1: Yeah, it turns out the the sperm bank that I donated with, there are no laws keeping them from distributing as many vials as they possibly can. And one thing they didn't tell me was they split each donation into actually five to eight or more sellable vials. So the real numbers could be astronomical here. Uh, And I was I was 20 years old when I made These donations, I was 20 years old when I signed up. I I was told that the rest of the genetic material that wasn't used would go to research. And so I thought I was helping science. I thought I was helping what I thought at the time was a reasonable number of families, but uh, you know, little did I know there was nothing stopping them from distributing as as far and wide as possible. So, bro, what did you get in return for donating? Well, they would reimburse me for the you know travel expenses and things like that, and and it, it came out to to enough to help a broke college student at the time. So, of course. But then, yeah. are you saying they split? They split up each donation into eight. Yes. Uh, this is not something that they told me. I had to find this out the hard way. What if I had only donated five times, right? Then they could yeah. split that into, say, 40 donations. And then through the IVF process, uh, in vitro fertilization, you can actually make a, a lot of embryos per each vile. So it it could be an unreasonable number, even if I'd only gone in a few times.
0: I mean, there's so many reasons this shouldn't happen. And I can't believe you're now actively trying to change the laws or bringing laws to stop this happening because, and I think we do maybe in Australia have, I've got some friends who are going through the process of using a sperm donor. And I think there's only so many donations that, that you can make because let's be honest, 97 children out there could somehow socially interact and that could have a dire result, let's be honest, if if brothers and sisters end up married, but they didn't know they were biologically related.
1: Absolutely. It's a a real concern for the millions of donor conceived people worldwide. And what's fascinating about this is uh, Australia imports 80% of their genetic material uh, from the United States. So uh, anything that's going on in the U.S., is really impactful in Australia as well. I, you know, I know there are at least ten families in Australia who chose me as their donor, and I'm I'm connected to three of them. I know we love a uh, lot of American culture, but I didn't know I went that far. Like I knew the sports <laughs> and the music and the movies, but we're we're taking the donations. No, you, we're importing everything. You, you've got, yeah, yeah. I'll never forget. I was uh, in Brisbane this past year, and and driving by a building with one of the families uh, who who you know I, I helped. Create and and the, one of the moms points to to the building that we drive by and she goes some of your sperm is in there and <laughs> and I was just blown away at the fact that there is a literal supply chain for my you know reproduction and that it reached you know ten thousand miles sixteen thousand kilometers from from my home we had travel uh, fact as well up. isn't it
0: Dylan how <laughs> did you find out. Like, how did, how did you find out that you had 97 biological children?
1: So for a while, the, the sperm bank would, would update me with the numbers. So while I was still donating, uh, they asked me one day, hey, do you want to know how many births there are? And I said, sure. And, and they said two. And, you know, I was maybe 22 or 23 at the time. And I was like, wow, you know, two kids out in the world. That's beautiful. I'm, I'm really happy about that. The next time they told me it was eight, and then they called me back in a few years later uh, and informed me that it was 50, five zero. And I, I didn't know what to do with that information. I, I was uh, <laughs> raising a little boy with my ex at the time, a non-biological son of mine. Uh, I call him my soul son. So I understood what it meant for there to be 50 kids out there. And there was nobody really to talk to to, to get some mental health support around that. The, the next time I checked in in 2020, it was 77. And that's and sh- shortly after that, I was contacted by one of the mothers who uh, connected me to a group of who now 46 of, of the, the kids are represented in, in this Facebook group. So um, the number has just kept climbing, and we actually, both me and the sperm bank, expect those numbers to go way up in the coming years because only about 40% of the parents who have a birth Via sperm donation, report the birth back to the sperm bank in the U.S. So the number ninety-seven could, could more realistically be two hundred fifty. Um, oh so hey, you're like New Genghis Khan. This is unbelievable. Uh, and, and, <laughs> and, and I didn't, I didn't mean to be. You know, it was some innocent thing when I when I was a yeah. college student. And uh, but it, it 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 has really become. Something very serious, and it's happening over and over again out in the world right now. That's what
0: I was going to say to you, Dylan. So there you are, you're 20, trying to get some funds, money in uni, and now look look, to see what's happened, were you under the – like when you donated it, was it anonymous? You didn't think you'd be part of all these Facebook groups?
1: So I was not expecting to be reached out to so soon. Uh, I did what's called open ID donation, which means when the kids turn 18, they can – uh, get the contact information, get my contact information from the sperm bank. And, uh, so I was, you know, when I was 20, I was like, Oh, I'll be like 40 by then. And I, you know, I had no, no concept of, of, yeah, of uh, you know, that, that <laughs> <was> <laughs> You're a 20 year old, <laughs> right? Right. Uh, you know, who, what 20 year old thinks of that. But then I was contacted when I was 30 and, uh, you know, it was right at the beginning of COVID. It was the first day of a brand new job and, and there were people filing into the office and I see a message from this woman thanking me for the gift of children and I I see my, you know, this biological daughter's face for the first time in the office. And and it was, it was an emotional experience. I had to stop myself from crying so I wasn't known as that weirdo who cried in the office on, on his first day. So what is Christmas like for you like with all those kids? Do you get ACE presents or does it cost you coin? There's a lot of love. I would say, uh, you know, I'm certainly racking up a very healthy collection of kids' art. Uh, You know, know, um, (laughs) I've got two kids. I can't imagine. (laughs) I could probably fill a storage unit by the time, uh, you know, a a few years from now. But the gifts do happen. I, I would say. Uh, you know, one of the things that's really special is Father's Day didn't quite fit for me. So what they did was they formed Dylan Day at the end of October, um, and it, it marks the day that they first formed their group together, the wow. the, the parents, and uh, they they sort of celebrate, you know, my contribution on on that day, and and they'll send me cards and, and flowers, and it's my new favorite day of the year. It
0: actually is mind boggling, but I think it's an incredible cause that you're raising. Um, attention for. And I think everyone has to be, should be mindful of this. And it it is stunning that there are no laws in place to stop this happening. And you'd
1: be surprised to learn that um, some states in Australia don't yet have laws regulating this. So um, it's it's, it's part of why the, you know, the imports were able to happen, you know, so many times. Um, I I do want to just give a quick shout out to Donor Conceived Australia, an awesome nonprofit that I, I really respect their work down there. If there's any donor-conceived people or or parents of donor-conceived people who are looking for information or their say their rights to information, things like that, uh, they do a lot of support, advocacy, and education. So, um, you know, it's 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 great to to be connected to organizations that are making a, a real impact.
0: Well, it is, uh, and in, you in, are in, too, that. Dylan. I think not only obviously you've got a really um, well-adjusted, healthy state of mind about all this. <laughs> Um, and uh, yeah, we 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 celebrate Dylan Day now. Why not oh, yeah. you and your your yeah, tribe as well. that you've created? <laughs>